this Warriors Life Podcast 2020 Episode 10. Um, Will Evans here again with Brad Larking. Um, Brad, how are you, mate? Hey, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Good to uh, good to hear your voice again. I've got your the bass turned right up on on the speaker, so you're you're sounding um, a lot more macho than you normally would. Nice. Yeah. I I, I my voice disgusts me. I don't know <laughs> how we have one listener, let alone a couple out there. Yeah, I feel the same way when I listen back, but it can't be too bad if uh, people keep uh, tuning in. Um, The three of them them seem to like it. Yeah, that's right. They can't get enough. (laughs) Uh, Coming up on the show, we'll obviously review uh, last Friday's pretty uh, dismal performance, the uh, few positives and the many negatives, Uh, the changes or lack thereof in Teamless Tuesday, but a preview of Warriors vs Cowboys this Friday night. Uh, Tales of Runanga is back with a name change, controversial. Um, then a preview of the rest of round five and a few of the, um, the bits and pieces have been happening around the NRL. Jeez, it hasn't taken long for for you know the coronavirus thing to not really be the biggest story anymore. There's uh, all sorts of stuff happening around the NRL. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of plugs to finish off. We'll probably ditch a couple of our segments um, in anticipation of this been running a little long so um yeah get stuck into it brad um first of all 26 nil against penrith at campbelltown on friday night first impressions oh boring jesus it was a boring game yeah it was uh, the tr- i have to say if like about it if we're going to start probably leaning towards positive first i thought the board pack tried their guts out yeah and a losing side, but they had no backup. There was none of the backs giving them any meters. They tried their guts out, and it did. Like like to Katoa, there was a couple of errors on his part, but it was only through trying. Yeah, they were on the back for the Penrith pack was um, superb. So I thought they they did hang in there, the, especially the Fords. And as you said, they didn't have that uh, meterage coming from the back three as they normally would. No Ken last week. Uh, and yeah, I thought they put up a decent fight in the middle, but but Penrith's forwards were just far too good. James for Sir Harris, um, outstanding the Kiwi. And yeah, I think for me the the positive I guess was the uh, defence overall. The three tries, first three tries in the first half, all through uh, errors. Paddy Herbert having a bit of a mare out on the wing, and then an absolute shocker from Blake Green, uh, just ploughing a grubber straight into his. Uh, Matt Burden's legs there and gifting them a try, but you know obviously the the and the third of those that came off Jerome Luai, um little kick and chase after another Herbert error. So you know those were, you know they just uh, they weren't from bad defensive misses or anything like that. They were just you know I, I think one offs. I think that too though was a result of a very clunky Penrith attack with the ball. Yeah, fair fair call. Uh, they did only get the two tries after the break. Uh, one first, one Moses Leoted, absolutely embarrassing Cody Nakarima and, and uh, Katoa there before they scored on the opposite wing through Mansour. And then, yeah, um, then just the one more try. Uh, young Billy Burns, can't forget how that, that just uh, opened up for him near the middle. Uh, but it could have been a lot worse. And like round one and two where um, the Warriors were completely outplayed, uh, they didn't quite implode like they they might have, uh, like they did a number of times last year, racking up 40 points against them. Even the season before, when we had a good season, there was a few blowouts against us. So, 
yeah. I, I think that's a knock. Is that a knock-on effect that, as well as them being so gun shy and attacked, are they just playing to outlast someone and wait for someone else to make a mistake and not take any risk to make a mistake? Is that their game plan at the moment? Yeah, I don't know. They're, and there's certainly no even, you know, when they're getting sort of double digit uh, down when that when previous Warriors sides would still be in the game. It's almost like they're like, okay, well, we can't win the game, but let's limit the damage. There's no yeah, sort there's of desperation any, to try anything different. There's no catch-up footy in them, is there? No, but they just don't have the players to play catch-up footy, or the nah, couple that don't. do just aren't, aren't uh, you know, aren't That's what's up. frustrating. That's what's frustrating is they don't have the players, and these players have proven they're not the players, so why not try another player? Even if they're out of position, try another player. What's it going to take to swing the axe in this yeah, team? Yeah, oh, unbelievable. We'll get on to the, uh, the, the lack of changes uh, shortly. A couple of positives from an individual point of view. Uh, Tohu was um, outstanding again. Easily the yeah. best player. Uh, massive numbers. Even better numbers than, um, than the week before, I think. I'm just bringing up the stats there. 224 metres, 56 tackles. That's massive. Shit. Yeah, that's good. So that's good. Yeah, so he's playing more as a, a lock. Um, well, it looks like he's playing right up the middle and yeah, racking up some enormous numbers, but a bit of a, a one-man gang. And um, yeah. yeah, once they do unlock a bit of attack and find some flair, geez, he is going to be unbelievable, racking up those numbers with the option of actually breaking lines in that as well. Uh, a couple of other guys to impress. Uh, I thought Qatar actually had a, a good game besides the um, the knock on there and, and the one missed tackle. He he yeah thirty five tackles again. Uh, the ten runs seventy eight meters. It, you know it was a bit of a learning curve game for him, but he I thought he came out the other side pretty good. It, you know showed a fair bit of character uh, throughout. Yeah, he's he's got a work ethic about him, hasn't he? Yeah. He likes to be involved. He doesn't look like he's going to be one of those players that go missing or where was he? He he likes to be in amongst everything. So, um, he, yeah, I, he's awesome. Yeah, great signs. Just as many good signs, I thought, as the other three games he's played. Um, the uh, lone player from the Roosters, Pawasa Fahamasili, he, he was pretty good, I thought. I'd, I'd be very keen to hang on to him for the rest of the year. Yeah, how strict is that one month, or is that a done well, deal, the one month know. loan thing? Uh, no, he's, he seems hopeful. He's uh, said in an interview this week he'd definitely be open to um, to oh, staying been. on, so I guess it's up to the Roosters, but and you know if they cop a couple injuries, they might be dragging him back, but they've got heaps of debt, so, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Good signs, and Hayes Perham, I thought, went okay at, at uh, centre, I think, it, from memory, his first start in the NRL in the starting lineup, fairly unfamiliar position. They thought he went out. Yeah, I, that's the only problem. I thought he played good as well, but I reckon he would have played better on a wing with Lawton at centre. Yeah, or maybe yeah, or Herbert at, at centre, not yeah. uh, dropping every high ball that came towards him. Yeah, uh, unfortunate for the Herb. Though. I felt pretty sorry for him. He came came back pretty well. Had some good runs and almost pulled off uh, a miraculous try. To yeah. Him. I think it was just one of those nights. He's played enough to know that he's not that dropsy, oopsy player. Yeah. Like, he's pretty solid. I think it was just one of those nights for him. Um, yeah, the first one wasn't too bad. There's a bit of traffic around him. The, the one where it cannoned off his chest was uh, slightly more inglorious. But, uh, 
yeah, hopefully he'll be he'll bounce back this week. Uh, you know, let's unpack some of the negative aspects of it. The um, obviously the the attack is non-existent. Game plan is unbelievably bland, and kicking game appalling. Yeah, geez, Green kicks like it. He's got the kicking game of a fourteen-year-old. A eh? it's extraordinary. Uh, fourteen. I honestly reckon I could kick further than that when I was fourteen. Uh, it looks like he's trying so hard and it yeah. goes nowhere. It's like a helium balloon. It goes far out. It's yeah. painful. It is painful. So we uh, went into bat for for uh, Green last week after amid some criticism after the win over the Dragons where I thought he played okay. Yeah, he's on his own this week. He was... Yeah, yeah. you can't ignore, ignore that performance. Uh, the, the try, obviously, from his uh, his duffed kick was, was pretty bad, but, yeah, just the... The lack of length in his kicking game and, and just unable to spark the attack. Like I, I in his defence, I feel sorry for him because I feel like he's being he's being made to play like a half that he's not. Yeah, yeah. He's and he's never been. He's never. Yeah, he's never been that half. Yeah, he just had. A, it was a shit game, man. Just a straight up shit game. Yeah, I've just <laughs> I've also got a bit of a problem with the way Cody Nakarima played. Um, I don't know if this is a game plan, but. Honestly, watching him, it's almost like he's uh, got one of those dog shot collars that will zap him if he goes outside the 10 and 20 metre tram lines. He just stays in that channel all game, just running, you know, running to the line, putting on a short ball. But he's he's got to go looking for it. He's got to be, not that he's that Milford's playing particularly well, but he's got to play a Milford-like role, just, you know, roving all over the park because he's got the speed. He's got the, you know, he's a... He's yeah. a he can break break the line, and um, and he's so desperate for a bit of spark anywhere. He he's got to provide it, and he only yeah he's got to take some of the pressure off um, Green kicking wise. He only kicked I think four times for seventy eight meters. He's got a decent boot on him, Nakarima. That, you yeah, know, it's just I don't know. Is he is he is he at that age now where he might not ever be that player? Oh well, if he's not willing to, uh, unless it's a game plan. But yeah. For me, if he's unwilling to. You know, shoulder some of this load. Given how much Green is struggling, then he doesn't belong Shoveling. in the halves. You know, no. or or unless he comes alongside a a um you know a dominant half himself, which Green obviously needs too. Uh, but, I'm hope, I hope yeah. I'm wrong, but maybe this is why the Broncos were quite happy mm. to let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd so, rather have Brodie Croft here. He had a good game last weekend, but yeah, I don't. It's, it's not someone that I see in the future of the club in my mind's eye what we need to actually no. win. I, I would Ch- like challenge to, a competition. I would like to see a um, Chanel Cody combination to see how it works because I mm. think that Chanel is a natural dominant half. He'll you know, he's shown that he he's keen to step up, uh, take control of things and try things and, you know, not be pinned down to a you know, to a certain yeah. spot. Um and maybe they could be, be you know that's again that's not what Cody was brought here for. He's brought brought here as the incumbent New Zealand Test halfback, and he's he hasn't delivered when he's played in the halves. I still think he should be a hooker. Oh, he's a hooker. He's a utility player. He is. Uh, he's a Lanto hire. In my mind, yeah. that's all he ever is, and that's perfect for him. If we had a half set up and a hooker, starting hooker that can smash out fifty minutes or so, and maybe play some lock. To bring on Nicarima, that's that's where, and I reckon he'd be awesome at that. He'd, he'd, 
not very often would be ripping into him about shit games. No, well that's right because he would get out of dummy half. He'd do you know take yeah. his tackles. Uh, he'd do a, a more valuable job than than what we're getting out of him at the moment. So related to that, Wade Egan again, a, a pretty much a carbon copy of the the previous <sighs> three games he's played. Yeah. Call me old fashioned, but I prefer my hookers to average more than fourteen running meters a game. I know. And is this is this part of the Kearney boring plan to put boring hooker to a boring half and green to a it can't yeah. be a plan. It's it, it, I know, exactly. It can't be the plan. It's unbelievable. That's what I mean. Is is this stupid plan to wait for the other team to make a mistake and think they're gonna make enough mistakes if they play boring and play and mistake free? But and it, what that your dummy half running the ball isn't even necessarily that flamboyant. So why not? You know that's as mis- that's as uh, risk free as it gets. So why isn't I, it getting I reckon, a dummy half? I reckon, and this is being serious. I reckon I could get twenty five meters a week. <laughs> yeah, even if you're getting well, how much do you back yourself for? I'll give you thirty. You got a couple of k's on me. You probably get a bit of post contact. Yeah, a couple of um, I vol- the voluntary tackles. You could you know just dive at the defensive speed. Yeah, yeah. I reckon me and you could squeeze out twenty five to thirty. <laughs> Easy. Well, and uh, Egan, up your game, bud. Yeah, and uh frustrating again that uh we didn't see Lawton at dummy half, I don't think, until the last eleven minutes, so <sighs> you know. The the game was well, well gone then. Lawton at least could have provided some spark. He was on it, I think as a oh. sort of back rower before that. Yeah. I honestly think Lawton is our best option for that second centre spot once the puss comes back. I reckon he's the best option just for just to help our wingers, just to help get some flair going on on the outside. Because surely as a hooker, you must have some defensive line now and looking at the defensive line and a crisp pass. And surely that's a key to a yeah. centre and distributing to a winger. Especially with someone that has a, a bit of experience at centre. So, yeah, I'd be happy to give yeah. it a go. Um, put Perham put outside there. He looks yeah. like a good bloke to have on the field. He's happy. Put Perham outside him and let the young bugger have some fun outside Lawton and get a bit of quality ball. Yeah, or we could you know, just pick some of the most uh, boring players on the roster out there instead. Um, yeah, just another, and this is not necessarily a criticism of, of Roger Tours, but Vasashek, but they're not getting any cohesion with him whatsoever. Um, you know, he's the best player. He's one of the best players in the game. But you look around at every other fullback, even in the shit teams, the 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 fullback is chiming in and, and linking with the halves. It almost it seems Rogers getting the ball flat footed or you know yeah. just in nothing situations and having to try and create something out of nothing. And that was basically the story of last year. He miraculously did some incredible things from those situations, but. You know, I just watching Brett Morris chucked into fullback for the Roosters. First yeah. time in five years he's played there. A couple of try assists in the first half and, and sweeping around the back, you know, hitting passes from Kerry. Um, I was just like, why, why can't Roger link with the halves like this? Everything's turned to shit from dummy half to first receiver. Mm. And no one, like it's, we talk about Roger not getting the ball because we expect him to be so good that week, but no one is getting an opportunity with the ball. Mm. And we got, and that means part of no one is Roger, who just so happens to be one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And because there's no there's shit service. Um, you saw it 
yeah, definitely the other one. And, and against the Dragons, how many times did our centres sort of get the ball, um, you know, get the ball with at least a chance to take their opposition on one-on-one with a little bit of space? I think the only time Zero. I recalled seeing any sort of, um, you know, enterprise out wide, and Pompey ended up with it and, and got barreled into touch. Uh, credit whereas Joe, I didn't think Pompey was too bad uh, the other night, but yeah, he tried hard. Yeah. But, I, I, um, he yeah. wasn't too bad, but I think I think they've trialed they've trialed him, and he's not he's he's not the next. So no. let's try the next next. I can't believe that Setu Two isn't over there unless there's some sort oh. of top thirty um, scenario salary cap, um, you know, situation. Be a m- yeah, what he showed in the yeah. trial. I thought that he was clearly our next best wing option, but... Alas, they know better. So on to Teamless Tuesday, just the uh, one change. Um, and it's a surprising one. So Lachlan Burr straight back into the side, but not so surprising that. Um, not that we're, you know, huge advocates of him. No. The, the surprise was uh, who misses out, and it's Isaiah Papali'i. Is he right out of the whole team? He's in the extended bench. You know, I, I can't see him yeah, getting back in, named in the, in the number 21. A little stat for you. This is the first time in, no, he's, I think it was, he's played uh, 40 straight games except the one that he was uh, rubbed out for drink driving. He's been, so he's played 40 straight games other than that one week. Is that right? So he's, yeah, he's been first choice for that long for almost two full seasons. Well, before that, it was an injury that uh, kept him out for a few rounds. So basically, yeah, two and a bit seasons he's been uh, first choice. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he, he hasn't slipped into that next role, has he? No, but I didn't think he was, has been that awful. Um, it's an, yeah, an out-of-it one to pinpoint where it's gone wrong. Yeah, there's plenty of weeks, <laughs> plenty of weeks where I could have said... You know, give him a spell. Um, yeah, interesting that it's this week. Uh, there could be a couple of late changes. Peter Haku um, reportedly a chance still to come back oh, in. Oh, nice. But he's uh, also reportedly going to come straight back in for Hayes Perham. So, not so uh, encouraging. So, what's the story on Ken and Foss? Uh, Ken's got an, at least another week injury. And from what I can gather, Foss too is just a fitness issue. Uh, he's been, oh, he's been, in, his... uh, he's been in quarantine um, and yeah. just been a bit short of a gallop, I think. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we'll be a bit better for having both of those guys back, whether Foss plays centre when he comes back or goes straight back out to the wing remains to be seen. I'm kind of leaning towards the wing now, even though I was kind of behind the, the whole centre experiment. But, yeah, I don't know. He's the best... Uh, Who he's knows? The, he's Who the, knows? He's the best winger Shoulder under the... Who knows? Yeah. The best uh, defensive winger under the high ball in the game and after the other night. I'm trying to think maybe we should uh, be putting him in his most familiar spot. Um, now the other one, Ignatius Parsi, back from a one-week suspension but uh, left in the in the reserves there. May come in late for, I guess, Murchi or Vuniyawa. Hopefully not for Pawasa. But yeah, we'll... Why is he not just straight back in? Well, I don't know. I guess it's uh, maybe an, an, another. Yeah, interesting. But I guess who would have been the, the uh, player to to miss out? It would have been one of those three guys I just mentioned, and 
have been all playing pretty good. But yeah, yeah I, I expect yeah. them to come back and maybe Murchie will drop out. I, yeah, if I was going to drop one, Murchie, probably. Hmm. Hmm. Um, no, else, it's same old, same old, really, isn't it? Yeah. So I, yeah, I did put up a, a, a dream lineup, which was obviously never going to going to happen. Got a fair bit of um, applause on, on the TWR Facebook page there. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I think we had uh, little young Celestino coming in on a wing and uh, had uh, Cody and, uh, not Cody, um, Chanel and Paul Turner in the halves, Cody at starting hooker, Green and Egan out of the side. Um, yeah, how good. I'd, I'd really rather happens. watch them lose than these guys lose well, at the exactly. moment. The, you know, the, you take the Dragons game out of the equation, they've scored six points from a penalty try in, a, in 240 minutes of footy. <laughs> yeah. four, four games, two zeros, and one penalty try. It's, um, it's pretty, it is terrible. It's a shambles. It um, is. It's actually just about at shambles state. Any, now, where's, where's Kanicki at the moment? Um, what's the new owner's name? Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, Mark Robinson. The, the Mark Robin, do you know who Kanicki is? Do you know who no. reminds me of? Yeah, Kanicki's the bad guy of Grease One. Uh, spiky yeah. blonde hair. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, he reminds me of Kanicki. I thought he'd been starting to jump up and down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I bet he's uh, he he's a pretty um, you know emotional kind of like he. There's a fair bit of tough talk at the end of last season. I don't think he's sitting there watching the Penrith game going, oh, no, it's all right, boys. Going through a bit of adversity. It might have to be a time where the owner steps up soon, no way. Yeah, I think so. It's an investment to look after. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, you know, fans are despondent. The the, um, goodwill from, you know, all the sacrifices they're making, and there is still a lot of goodwill around that and the, the fact that they're over there. Um, but it's wearing off. <laughs> it's it wearing is. off a lot of fans. Like it's, it's, I haven't seen one fan talk about that. Um, we forget about that though. Once they're on the field, that doesn't matter. Yeah. They've made that commitment. Now they're on the field. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, all you want to see is a bit of fight and enterprise and. Yeah, this that's is, all. Something different. We it, just want to see something different. We've been watching the same game of footy. Yeah, freaking eighteen months now. It's the least. This last eighteen months has been the least Warriors the Warriors have ever been, and yeah. this year in particular, these four games, even with the win, which was you know, which the gloss has well and truly been taken off that. Would you agree? It's hard to look back on that game oh, as yeah, one of definitely. your favourites now, given what come straight after. Like, I know we're Warriors fans, and we always will be, da-da-da, etc. But what is there to like about watching this team at the moment? Yeah, and well, there has been a little bit of blowback um, from us being so negative or, you know, giving them too much of a hard time. But we're, I don't know if we'll still be doing the podcast, but we'll for damn sure be watching every single week and oh. supporting the club long after any of these players have, are still playing for the club, long after any of these administrators coaches are involved with the club so i reserve our right to have a fucking whinge if we, if we didn't like them we wouldn't catch up once a week for an hour and talk about them yeah 100%. would step away yeah um moving on to a bit of um roster related news toby rudolph apparently going to backflip on his deal did you catch up with that one during the day <laughs> Is that right? 
yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> now this one just hasn't gutted me as much as it would if uh, you know if I hadn't seen young Jermaine Tanar Brown uh, come along and and obviously Katoa and Poasa and and Jack Murchie being a chance of staying on a bit longer. So, but yeah, it is a bit of a blow. He was a shaking his it head. It is a blow. I've watched him the last couple of games and I've been looking at him going, oh, have we already got that not much too different to that at the moment with yeah, Bunty and Ignatius and Ben are there? So it's not a huge one. Yeah, I've been chasing some halves. He's not, halves. He's not better than Bunty from what I've seen in, no. in these games. He's decent, but Bunty's younger too. Um, and, no, and yeah. the Fords, if they're a big positive this year so far I think they've stepped up and a couple of little fines in amongst that yeah yeah, I think I'm quite happy coming. so yeah, yeah. Put, re- redirect your uh, recruitment dollars to halves and centres I think stick your contract in your ass, Rudolph yeah didn't want you anyway uh, compassionate reasons he was st- he, uh, backflipping for apparently so you know if that's the case um, good luck to him and no hard feelings. Although there's mm. a lot of, there is a fair bit of hard feelings out there from Warriors fans. Quite <laughs> Good on you, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, on to, well, just, yeah, on to the Warriors-Cowboys this Friday at Gosford. Eight o'clock game. Nice time slot again. Um, a few changes for the, uh, the Cowboys. So I'm just trying to figure out if these changes are, form related or not I think a couple of them I know uh, John Asiata is out injured but it looks like Paul Green has swung the axe dropped uh, Jack Granville brought Rhys Robson in centre I mean at hooker um, and dropped Ben Hampton from the wing exciting I kind of wish he wasn't debuting against the Warriors um, young Hamiso Tabuai Fido he was he's 18 he was electric in the nines um, yeah probably the fastest player in the game He'll be lining up opposite Patrick Herbert, I think. So, yeah, big job yeah. for uh, Paddy Herbert. He's got wheels, this this kid. Um, but he could be targeted too, so hopefully the Warriors have got someone, if they can maybe chuck it to someone that's able to kick the ball higher than 15 <laughs> metres off the ground. <laughs> um, um, that's, uh, that's for me, I've changed it. Granville's been mud. He's been yeah, terrible. Yeah, he's this a year. couple of seasons... Uh, yeah, a couple of seasons, you're right, actually. Um, this, yeah, Ruben Cotter's onto the bench. I haven't heard anything about him. Uh, the big one, which will totally swing this game one way or the other, I think. Um, Jason Tamalolo on the extend, extended bench. He missed last week, injured. Uh, he's leading the Dalian medal. Cowboys look a different team without him last week. And if he's yeah, out again, right. that's a massive leg up for the Warriors. They were completely rudderless last weekend. Yeah. Um, Nothing going on. Still missing Michael Morgan, and yet just without the momentum Tamalolo gives them, um, the Sharks gave them a number of chances to really uh, claw back into that game, uh, but they just couldn't quite get there. So, yeah. Again, we've got a chance. We've had a quite a. Mm. The draw's been on yeah. our side a little bit yeah. this restart, I reckon. We've definitely got a chance against these guys, but the only thing, I would, I would have been more confident if there was a couple more changes. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you saw that, uh, you know, Paul Green was willing to make changes after a respectable loss, somewhat, to the Sharks, whereas, you know, we've just got the one. 
pretty well, look at, redundant yeah, change. But, um, look at Maguire's changes after a terrible <laughs> loss. He didn't cop around at all. You yeah. maggots are out. Yeah. Benji Marshall, your second daily medal, I don't care. He played well, uh, terrible um, the other night, and you're out this week. Don't bring your boots. Yeah. Um, Benji also. Yeah, I don't um, know. What do you reckon? What are you going? Is this going to be uh, our first tip? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll I'll tip the Warriors here if Tamalolo's out. If uh, Tamalolo is a late inclusion, I've got no hesitation in tipping the Cowboys in it. I think I'll handle them. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're my they're my team. So yeah, I'm getting Warriors as well. Yeah, I think you know they're back at Gosford, their adopted home. Um, mm-hmm. They've they've got to find. I don't know. You just wonder where the points are coming from. That's the only thing. And That's the only thing in the back of your mind. You know, like, well, they haven't done it for the last twenty-two rounds. This lot. So there's only they've scored two good, two actually tries that you'd call good. The the Qatar try off the Nicarima short ball against the Dragons, and then Nicarima's try after he made the break against the Dragons. Other than that, penalty try and a mistake from a kick. So when the Dragons have been unbelievably bad everywhere else. So, you know, how do you take confidence in their attack? That's it, yeah. But that's it. I'll tip them for sure. And I'll sit and watch I'll sit and watch yeah, the eighty minutes. Every the single last second. 40 minutes yeah. Is, yeah. Have you ever I do fade it. Have you ever um got up and walked out on a Warriors game? Um Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I don't blame I, you. I, I, was just curious. I definitely would have. I'm a, I'm a, um I'm quite a I pack a bit of a shit, and I'm a bit of a <laughs> screamer, and I can feel my blood boiling, and that's when I need to go, hey, 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 step away, buddy, step away. I think the only time that I actually didn't see the end of a game because I walked out in fury, and it would have just been the last minute or so, was the uh, uh, late 2016 second last round. They needed to beat the Tigers, to, and then they're virtually in the finals, but if they lost, they're definitely out of uh, contention. And they just choked incredibly badly in the second half, and it was it was gone. And I packed a massive sad and um, hurled hurled my empty beer bottle across the lawn outside and stood there, steaming for a few minutes. How does it do it to us, eh? I know. Why do we care so much? I know. Why do we care so much? But Jesus, it ties you in knots. And if anyone dares talk to you or comment during that. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> holy hell, they get their face ripped off. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. 100%. Oh, them's the oh, breaks. Well. Um, now we'll get on to the rest of round five soon, but uh, first of all, the long-awaited, long-hyped return of Tales of Runanga. Uh, Ruth, my wife, has been campaigning for this segment's return pretty much all year. We haven't had one in 2020. Um, she's actually been listening to the podcast while she's been at work which i thought was a major step forward for us um but then she'll be sleeping in the same bed soon yeah i know fingers crossed but um (laughs) she then she also said it's um yeah i quite enjoy it it's um better than white noise so (laughs) (laughs) better than white noise one step up from white noise (laughs) if we uh if we put any ads out i think that'll That'll be the uh, the slogan. The, <laughs> the byline. Better than white noise. Better than white noise. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so we've renamed it. I've actually renamed it. I was thinking about this. Tales of Renanga. 
but there's so I don't, the whole West Coast is a league fraternity, and the West Coast is there's so many more stories to unlock by opening up unlocking the rest of the coast. So I reckon from now on we'll call it uh, Wester's Best. Are you getting people message you going, I'm from Blackball, this is bullshit, stop including me in your ruining <laughs> story. No, no, no one has ever messaged me. I don't know if anyone's ever listened. <coughs> but this week I'm just going to, we've decided this year we're going to go white baiting again with the boys, which has been subject of a couple of stories on here. So and then it reminded me one year, um, one year we went white baiting and Gaz, Gaz came up with this good call. He's like, oh, do, you, do you want to pitch him or we'll buy a Land Rover? I can get a Land Rover for cheap. I'm like, oh, yeah, and he was always a classic. He was always real good at spending your money. <laughs> so he talked us into this Land Rover, and the four of us put in 300 bucks each, $1,200 Land Rover. He goes, I'm going to paint it up, and when I get there, we're all ready, and we'll just, that's what we'll get in. It was one of those, like, 60s big, long trick carry ones. You had the, you know, the bench seats on either side of uh, yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was one of them. It was like, oh, yeah, and he's sending us updates of it, and we're all pumped for the season. And we, it wasn't road legal, so he had to tow it down all the way down the coast on the back of his Falcon Ute on a trailer. And it was so heavy, just swayed everywhere, towed it all the way down and got there. And we're like, oh, yeah, no, she looks good. And he goes, yeah, no, no, it's come, it's come off sweet, eh? He goes, just, it's just got no brakes. I'm like, oh, are they, are they soft or are they just a bit spun? He goes, nah, 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 man. But, it's got no brakes. And he goes, but are we sweet? We'll just be on the beach and we'll just be cruising. Anyway. So we're like, right, eh? talk us out of that one. Da, da, da. We get it off the trailer cause it, and it just rolls back until it stops rolling because there's no brakes. And then we went to start it up and um, it wouldn't start for ages. Eh? And we're like, ah. And he goes, oh, it's the fuel filter. We're going to have to chuck it on the trailer and tow it 40K up to Franz Joseph and get a new fuel filter. I was like, oh, and by this time, he's well and truly pissed, and I'm the only sober one, and I hate towing, so I have to load up, and I'm doing like 60k an hour, open road with this thing swaying around. We get there, get the fuel filter sorted, boost back, so that's all good. We're like, ah, oh, finally, we'll load up the nets, and we'll shoot down the beach, and we'll, um, we'll get a bait on. Everything's sweet now. It's starting. It's turning over. Mint. We're off. So we get in and we drive down there. I think it's, is it on a previous story? I was talking about the farmer whose grant, yep. campground we illegally camped yep, on. that rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we drive past his place and his place, we used to call it the Mary Celeste. It was down this gravel road just before you got to the beach. And do you remember that story, the Mary Celeste? Did you ever hear uh, that at school? A boat that... Yeah, and all the cups of tea were warm yeah, and lights are on. Right. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. But that's what that house looked like. You drive, there's <laughs> never anyone there, but the lights are on, the TV was going. You can imagine like a warm meal on the table and a hot cup of tea with no one around. So we drove past the Mary Celeste. Oh, the other thing about this dirty work for Opus. Did I tell you the Opus bit last time? Um, not sure. Have you heard of Opus, the road engineering yeah, 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 yeah. people? But, so he drives heavy machinery and does all the road repairs and that. So he had this Opus thing. We're, at this stage, we didn't know what it was. I'm like, what's Opus? And then Swamp goes, oh, it's an optometrist. He's an optometrist. <laughs> and he, this dude was a 140kg Mary boy with diesel mechanic hands. <laughs> and we just keep going on about the optometrist and imagine his, his fingers peddling around in the eyeball, just sticking <laughs> So then... So we've driven past the Mary Celeste, we've seen the optometrist, we get over the beach and then we hear, the t- truck's going all right, it's going all right. And then all of a sudden we hear this big, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum from the engine bay. 
And we're like, ah, that that can't be good. So we get out and the engine mounts had broken and the engine had fallen off in there and was leaning against the inside guard of the wheel. So what do we do here? So we got a strop and we stropped it one way tight and then stropped it the other way tight and then drove it for another four days of a strop holding the motor. But um, what's next? And then we... Then we get down the beach a little bit, and the accelerator cable breaks. So there's no accelerator. So we have to get out again and get a bungee cord and pull it, pull it up over to the accelerator pedal so it would spring back and forth. That was all good. So we drove down, drove back. So you're pretty resourceful. Finally... I would have been lost um, from, um, from moment one then. This, yeah, it's, it's, it's full on, this thing. In the end, we had... Well, the end of the week, had all those things wrong, no brakes, um, had a hole in the radiator the size of a 20 cent piece, so every 200 metres you had to fill it with water again. <laughs> we tried to plug it with chewing gum, it didn't work. We lost second and third gear, so you had to boost it in first till it was about to blow up and then hook fourth. <laughs> and then one day we shut the door and the bit where the windows, you know how there's that frame around the window above the door? Yeah, that yeah. just shut the door and it just completely snapped <laughs> off and fell on the ground. Oh man! And then one. <laughs> so sorry. Long story short, one. This, this is dragging. I'm sorry, but there's just so much to say. That's about right. People vehicle. can scroll through if they're not into it. Yeah, Keep yeah. I'm loving we were... it. <laughs> so we come back. We've got no brakes. We're in fourth gear coming into the campground, and like the only way we, only method we had from stopping was there was a massive pine tree by our cabin. <laughs> So you'd have to coast in real slow and then our brakes would be just hitting the pine tree to stop <laughs> and then you'd get like a dozen pine cones on the roof and we pissed ourselves every like you come in coast stop us laugh that was the <laughs> that was a sequence but then this dude rolled over to us and he, he goes here this is for your truck and we're like oh what is it and it was a bucket of stuff he goes it's gunpowder blow the fucker up <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, oh, this dude's all right, and had a laugh up every day. He's teaching us how to make a bomb to blow it up when we're finished for the week. But it turns out he was the owner of Peregrine Winery in Queenstown. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So this night, after all this in a day, or two days, this happened, this night was the Rugby World Cup final when New Zealand beat France. Yeah. And we sat in a cabin with the owner of Peregrine, with the flashiest Peregrine wines known to man, because he had just stashed everything, with him, pissed on wine, watched the Rugby World Cup final. Holy shit. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, man. It was awesome. Yeah, anyone... Sorry, it was a bit long, but... No, was... it's good. Hopefully I got everything I wanted to say out of that, because I was in the garage earlier thinking about it, and even thinking, right, I've got to come up with a story tonight. And I was thinking of that one. I was, I was sitting in the garage, pissing myself, just by myself, remembering it all. It was an awesome, awesome time yeah. to be alive. On the best coast. <laughs> nice one. Be- is it? Is it official? West is best, the uh, new title? Yeah, West is best, mate. Okay. West is best. Well, I hope you enjoyed the uh, return and renaming of uh, the former R- Tales of Runanga. Uh, back to the footy. Rest around five. Yeah, um, yeah, bit of rattle through it, eh? Yeah, uh, so yeah. kicking yeah. off uh, Thursday night in Gosford, Manly against Brisbane. Jeez, all the storylines around Brisbane here. Didn't they cop it? God, God that shit. 
They've been papering over cracks for a few seasons oh, now, though, yeah. haven't they? I can't believe I was backing them as a dark horse. 59 nil last week. They've still got a, a bunch of guys out, but, man, no excuse for that sort of uh, performance last week. Ben Teo, straight into the side. Um, that, yeah, 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 that'll make a huge difference, yeah, won't it? Yeah, a 36-year-old year old second rower. Who's been playing centre in rugby union for about six years. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Ben Teo. He's one of my least favourite personalities in rugby league of the last twenty years. I I was always an Alex Glenn over a Ben Teo. Oh, I do have a very similar sort of yeah. You know, when the two of them, yeah, you know, I was always Alex Glenn, and Ben Teo didn't do too much to me. He's um, pretty arrogant, Ben Teo. Is um, he? Yeah, for, and you know, the, there's that whole um, the the when he. Uh, refused to speak to Danny Widler and made that uh, massive scene and everyone sort of applauded him and I was like, well, if there was someone else I could, you know, see the positives. But that's just Ben Teo being Ben Teo for me. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, who you got in this? This is a blowout. Manly's going to win this easily. Uh, they were, I thought they were, they were below their best and should have won the game against Parramatta but for a late forward pass call. In the dying seconds, um, unfortunately. Yeah, that was a shame. I was $10 deep into the into the Seagulls head-to-head, so I was a little bit gutted with that call, but hell of a game, that. Yeah, it was a crazy game. And I, I liked Des Hadler's reaction. Yeah. Didn't say anything about the ref. He was just, we weren't good enough. We didn't play well, so we lost. Yeah. Pretty and, much. Yeah. And they, so, they, yeah. they were the, uh, the lesser team on the day. So yeah. you, know, you can cop it, yeah. and I did uh, immediately revive memories of the Warriors' um, heartbreaking forward pass loss at Bankwest yeah. last year. But they had been getting uh, rogered all game. Excuse me. Yeah, um, so yeah, that that was probably a little easier to take. And it, again, it's a split second call forward pass. And kind of see how Touchy does come up with that one. Just uh, hopefully that evens out over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Parramatta played good, so they deserved that. Yeah. Um, so the Warriors are Friday. Yeah. Who's the second game Friday? Uh, backing into it, it's a good one, actually. The Derby, unbeaten Parramatta, unbeaten Penrith at Bank West. Ooh. Good game Ooh. this should be. Uh, Go yeah. the Eels. Yeah, Eels have been excellent. Uh, probably could have put that game away a bit earlier than they did, but they hung in there and yeah, rode their luck to, to the win. Penrith. Got to give them their props. Unbeaten after four rounds. No one would have seen that coming, even with not the hardest draw going around. But, um, yeah, they've been very good, and they <laughs> couldn't have done too much more against the Warriors. Parramatta haven't really put a foot wrong all season. No, and great defence has been yeah. the standout, which is a big thing. And some resilience I didn't realise they had. Yeah. Showing some resilience and professionalism. That... What's old mate, old mate Ben Elias's nephew, Moses? Yeah, Mitchell. He is. He is yeah, just along. continuing on from last year. Yeah, got to give it to him. Um, yeah, and yeah, the the probably the criticism of them last year was they could blow teams off the park, but also get hammered themselves. That's not happening. They're hanging in the tough games, and yeah, real contenders. Penrith, um, yeah, they're looking at like a top eight team for me. Uh, to do, you know, get the two win or the draw and the win. Draw probably was a bit of an underachievement, but to get the big win, still no Nathan Cleary. He's back this week. Uh, Ford pack looks great. 
Palmer, Fisher, Harris, they're, they're all looking good. And yeah, some options there. Young Matt Burden, he's kept a spot on the interchange, even with Clary coming back. So yeah, mm. but to build off for the Panthers and just great head start to be unbeaten after four rounds in the short comp. Yeah, um, Burton's going to dethrone Lillewai by the end of the year, eh? Is um, it, what's it, Lowai, uh, sorry? Yeah, Jerome Um Yeah, there's a fair bit of pressure on him. He's just, he's mm. got a fair bit to his game, Burton. He has, he has. Um, he has, he's like a Steve Larkin, eh? Yeah, he is, yeah, the headgear and the sort of gangly stride. Lanky, but elusive. quick slippery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good comparison. I was wondering who he reminded me of. Um, good kicking game. Who you got? Uh, oh, it's going to be a good one. I think Penra, uh, Parramatta will... Just yeah, take this sweet. one, but yeah, low scoring, tough derby, I think. Nice, nice. Uh, bit who's, of a, who's? Bit of a, a mini stat here for you. Eels aiming for their first 5 and 0 start since 1986. Shit. Was that the year they made the grand final? Uh, that was the last year they won the premiership, yeah. Oh, that. Oh, okay, sweet. They did. They, well, they did. They made the grand final. Did I didn't well, say yeah, that they win it? Well, yeah, I know. But I mean, they've made the yeah, grand final other years since. Semantic. Then, so, yeah. Anywho, who's the second? Who's the who's the game on Saturday? I'm gonna uh, miss this one. I'm, I'm going to a bit of live sport. Yeah. Oh, gonna, yeah. oh, you're going to the Highlanders game, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go cross code, Landers, mate. Yeah. yeah. Go go watch go watch bloody Landers. <laughs> yeah, got a rugged. Give these boys a tally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hollanders are going to get a bit of a pasting, actually. But, oh, uh, shit house. I just want to get out of the house. Yeah. That's all I'm doing it for. <laughs> um, getting... So, sorry. Who, who's up? Uh, first up, um, Rabbitohs Titans. Titans fizzing after their first win. Uh, yeah. I was happy stoked for them. For them. Yeah, man. Yeah, they, I was uh, stoked for them. Just the way they reacted and, and a lot of character to to uh, pull it off late. So, good on them. I'd, yeah, I didn't see any of it. Any of it. But, yeah, I was stoked to see that result. Um, yeah, rejig side. Good to see Aaron Clark. He's he'll start at hooker again. The ex warrior. So good on him. Um, yeah, but interesting one because Souths are under a fair bit of pressure. I think they've lost three straight now after only just getting past Cronulla in round one. So a loss I'm here. Gonna, mm. I'm gonna do it in this one. I'm gonna go Titans. Yeah, I'm liking the chances gonna, here. Do um, you wanna come with me? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Take me along for the ride. Uh, Can I, I? Yeah, there's uh, Cody Walker and James Roberts back for the, the Rabbitohs, but I just don't really like much about what they're doing. They're hanging in there, but there's no authority about their, their play at the moment. They're a little bit depressive, aren't they? A little bit depressed. Mm, it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's real lethargic. And, yeah. yeah, good, um, I good. Think, <laughs> I think it's the, the, the Burgess-Sutton factor. It's been overlooked a lot, but, you know, you take guys like that that have been there for a decade oh, leaving yeah. your team, and, you know, it's tough. Um, nah. Second game on Saturday, Knights Storm. Wow, Knights, top four material. I'm gonna stat about the Knights actually. Ooh, you yeah. Do you, yeah. Okay. Do you know? So um. I can edit it out later. It's fine. Who did, who did the Knights beat last weekend? Well, uh, Canberra. Oh yeah, and whose home game was it? <laughs> oh, I know where you're going with this. It was uh, yeah. the, the Raiders. Hey, Raiders home game with a certain uh, prize on the line that we forgot it to mention. It was that they took off the Warriors in round two. Yeah, yeah, very Watched good. Watched the Warriors took off them in round 26 last year. Yeah, and yeah. yes, folks, we are talking about the J.D. Evans Shield. Yep, the uh, second most valuable trophy in the NRL. Um, yeah, so the Knights are the holders. Nights and got. they're putting it on the line they against are. the Storm this weekend. They're taking it to Central Coast Stadium to defend it against the Storm, 7.30 on Saturday. Yeah, 
Uh, Knights unbelievably good last week. Weren't they? Uh, what? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see this. What did? Yeah. What, did, what, what difference did you did you see it? What, what yeah. was the difference? Well, so obviously you know they were brave against uh, Penrith, getting that draw with a few guys out. The guys that came back in, Pierce was superb. Kalen Ponga out of this world, best player on the field. Um, yeah, Andrew McCulloch pretty decent at, at hooker there with yeah, um, yeah. a couple of their guys out, but young Bradman best. He is um, yeah. Oh, I actually I watched that. You text me saying, "Look at the state of this kid's neck," yeah. and I put it on and watched sort of twenty minutes then actually. Yeah, how is it? It's, it's, like I said to you, it's, it's like he's missing a C6 and C7 vertebrae. Well, he's kind of like one of those inflatable, um, you know, those inflatable boxing <laughs> guys. Like it just it bounce back up. It's all quite like smooth, rounded lines down through his shoulders. But man, he is a hell of a footballer. Have you seen, have you seen that movie Flying High? It's exactly what I was like thinking of. Like the pilot that yeah, she yeah, blows yeah, up. Yeah, the yeah. pilot looks yeah. like she's giving him a BJ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. We need to find out what that inflatable pilot's name yeah. is. He is a name. There is a name. Yeah. Because well, it's a co-pilot. They have to inflate so and so in emergency. We'll be back with We're going to uh, find that out. Yeah. We'll be back with uh, Brad and Best's new nickname next week. But yeah, hell of a footballer. 18 years old um, only and, and two tries. Two great tries and uh, an assist for the kick. A beautiful kick. Um, yeah, jeez. So, yeah, uh, Lisa Katoa has got a bit of um, competition now for Dallium Rookie of the Year. Even though yeah. It annoys me because this didn't seem to be any set criteria. Bradman Best played a few games at the end of last year. But, um, you know, you're still eligible for Rookie of the Year the following following year. There needs is to be it, a, it, a defined cover. Games? I don't know because George Burgess won it one year and he'd played a stack of games the year before, so... It might be six. Yeah, you might be right there. But... Unless it's something to do with where they come in on the contract. Mm. Like top 30. Are they in the top 30? I don't know. They need to contract. Just, they need to well defined. Anyway, he is a uh, hell of what a talent. A... And yeah, they're looking like a really good football side. Herman SASA was great too. Um, yeah, the Those Packers size Beanie brothers are yeah, good, man. Yeah, they're looking really good. There's no reason. The only reason why. You know, we thought maybe they couldn't go all the way is because they don't put it back to back, but they are unbeaten still, if I'm not mistaken. And what's, is it O'Brien, this coach? Is he yeah, yeah, new coach, yeah. Adam O'Brien, he, doing the job. Yeah, good on him. So he's going up against his uh, his mentor, Craig Bellamy, this weekend. Yeah. And uh, Storm under a bit of pressure. They got the win over South without being overly convincing, sort of rode home on, on Cameron Munster's back. Um, it was quite close for a while, that game. They're, they're still uh, well short of their best. Uh, Riley Jack's coming in for Jerome Hughes, at halfback. Um, so Solomon is back, coming off the bench this week. Yeah, cracking game this one. Who you got? Uh, I'm, I'll stick with the Knights, I think. You know, with yeah, the same. added motivation of the J.D. Evans shield, they'll, um, I think they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. find a way. Oh, they'll lift for that, mate. Mm. They'll lift if not, yeah, if not for that. So Sunday, we've got two games uh, left. Who am I you, missing You're getting here? ahead of yourselves. And this happened last week. We got so ahead of ourselves, we forgot there was a Monday game and didn't preview it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Oh, we're only halfway through that. Last game on Saturday is uh, Tigers and Raiders. Yeah, interesting one. Two teams coming off surprise losses. Tigers drop Benji, brought back in Josh Reynolds, who's had a hell of a week himself. Did you, just, did you catch up on that story? Busted. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's had a tough couple of days again. Yeah, um, uh, no yeah, problem. This, this is a problem. shame. It's 
This will be a nice Sunday afternoon game. It's a shame yeah, it's so late, late Saturday. Saturday. It's not the best, but uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Raiders, yeah, it's a bit of a, um, a make or not make or break, but it's they need to make a statement here, the Raiders, because you know everyone was all over them for their uh, their big win over the Storm, but they weren't particularly convincing against the Titans or Warriors um, in the first two rounds. That good mm. win against the Storm, and then they were just steamrolled at home by the Knights. So they need to bounce back here to sort of reaffirm their, you know, title favourite status for sure. Yeah, apologies to Tally, but I'm going Tigers here. Yeah, I, I think the Raiders will get the job done here. I don't, as much as I admire uh, Michael Maguire's um, cutthroat nature in relegating Benji, I think it's, you know, to, to ditch him for, for Josh Reynolds, I think it's a backward step and... Um, yeah. yeah. Come back. To yeah, that, I thought there was random people that he dropped. Even the likes of Billy Walters dropping out of the seventeen. Yeah. He's been he's been a nippy little bugger on the field. Yeah. 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 I, I thought. Yeah. That's okay. Right. I'll come with you. Oh, okay. So we are done. We're, yeah, we're, we're doing yeah. it. We're stitching it up. So now Sunday. Sunday. Is it yep. Sunday. Yep. Sunday. First game on Sunday is Bulldogs Roosters. Traditional uh-huh. grudge match, but these two teams couldn't be much further apart these days. Um, yeah, good win for the Bulldogs on Monday. Get off the mark. Congratulations. But, uh, yeah, Roosters, I was kind of a bit off them. Um, but after last week, yeah, it just looks like yeah. business as usual for them. Got to love the Morris boys when they operate like that, eh? Oh, man, they're fantastic. I, I forgot oh, to mention so last rare. week. That, that uh, double double defensive play that Brett Morris came up with uh, running down a couple of couple of the Rabbitohs the week before and then brilliant at fullback last week uh, Josh Morris got slotted in perfectly to, to yeah, this machine nah, good, good yeah. brothers but at the same time it's about as, as much breath we need to waste on that game yeah. isn't it this is straightforward Roosters, Roosters, Roosters are going to no dog him yeah that's uh, could be a bit of a bloodbath this one mm. and last game of round five uh, Dragons and Sharks man Dragons now, now, taking a leaf out of Stephen Kearney's book, uh, Paul McGregor has retained every fit player from <laughs> from Monday's twenty-two two loss to the Bulldogs, which was so bad it's not funny. I watched it. Oh, the I, whole didn't game. Even, I, see, I, I didn't even notice this game had happened. That's mm. how I didn't even click after the fact it was a Monday. So they got beaten by the Bulldogs on Monday. Twenty-two <laughs> two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> What minute did they take the two points? Oh, they opened the scoring, the Dragons. Got off to a 2-0 flyer. And then, did uh... they think they were going to be in an arm wrestle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better take the two. Yeah. No, better take the two. There's going to be a slog today, boys. Points at a premium. Um, they haven't scored a try since um, round two. Yeah, that's pretty dismal when you haven't, you've gone tryless in two games against the Warriors and the Bulldogs. I know the Sharks, uh, I know the Sharks won last weekend, but they're just shit. That's another team on the slide. Yeah, I thought they. Um, I thought they actually did all right to um, to get that win against the Cowboys. Jesse Ramian was outstanding, so good to see him back to his um, yeah his, yeah, his rocky form. Um, I just wanted to take issue with Cooper Cronk. It's just absolutely teed off on Sean Johnson. Sean, it, I see. I didn't see this. I've seen your notes. What did he say? Sean John, he's just just saying, oh, not worth a million bucks. Got sharks have got to make a call. They need, you know, figure out whether they're going to pull the trigger on Johnson. Blah blah blah. He just produced two try assists and 
the um, and a crucial hand in the other three tries to effectively lead them to their first win of the season without Chad, Chad Townsend alongside him. It was the most chronic um, Johnson bashing I've seen since he's since he was at Warwick. Yeah, it was it was it was so premeditated. It was, oh, was um, it? Well, it had to be. You know, how can yeah. you just make that your storyline after he's just? Oh, he hate him. That drive. little shit would hate him because he's so copybook and this is to a halfback place. Mm, yeah. I'm a robot. Halfback run. Halfback pass. Yeah, he's sour, yeah. probably sour from all the times that Johnson got the better of him. Um, God, he did take level. exception with Cronk, didn't he? Yeah, he beat him a few some, times. Yeah, head. yep, some uh, big wins over Cronk. But yeah, it just, it just, like I couldn't. I couldn't fathom that one. I mean, they won the game. He was crucial in it. He missed touch from a from a um, from a penalty, and and Brandy Alexander just about passed a gallstone over it. it was... <laughs> After it, do you know? Up, I, yeah. Do you know during the lockdown? Sorry, this is a this is because I like Sean. During the lockdown, I had a little daydream of what the best case scenario turnout for the Warriors would be, and in my head, I was like, right, what if? What if Steve Kearney gets the sack and the Penguins have a shit year, so Cleary gets the sack and then Cleary comes back because Kearney's not here anymore, Johnson comes home and because other Cleary's got a get-out clause because of his old man, he decides to follow him to the Warriors and we've got Johnson and Nathan Cleary in the halves. how good would that be? Imagine that shit. I reckon as soon as Kearney's gone, Johnson will be back in New Zealand. Well, I don't think he likes Aussie. I don't think it's. I think it's more of a Cameron George issue than a Stephen Kearney issue, and I don't think Johnson will be back. I, I still think Johnson. Will oh, is it a Cameron George issue? Johnson will finish his, um, his career at the Warriors. I reckon if you know if the cards align, the stars align, but um, I don't think it happens if Cameron George is still at the club. Oh. Cameron George and Brian Smith for me were, you know, it was that that was the is two that sides right? of the okay, argument. I knew that. And um, and my understanding is that Kearney was, you know, probably would probably have preferred that Johnson stayed. Oh, and nice. And now obviously Brian Smith not at the club, so he come here, made a mess, and bugged off. So thanks, Brian. Cheers, Brian. Um, bit of news midweek as well with um. We've already, Brian Smith already saw to it that we don't have a team in the Jersey flag anymore. Um, now we're not going to have a team in the um, reserve grade, and we've aligned with Breedcliffe Dolphins as sort of a feeder team operation. I don't mind that. Out. Yeah, it's not bad, but I, I just have a bit of a issue with the fact that, it, as it stands, we're going to have players in a in the as a SG ball, the under 18s then no yeah. Warriors team until you get to a first grade. You, you're playing okay, yeah. You're playing Auckland Club Rugby if you're still under 20 and not good enough for the next level up, and then you're, you're heading off to Queensland every second weekend uh, to play, to you know, to tag along with uh, Redcliffe. I don't know. If, I don't, it's a good money yeah. saver, for sure, but, you know, if that's, if that's the reason for it, tell us that's the reason, because, you know, no one begrudge them trying to... Save a few bucks and under we the... Got a, we got a shit ton of money out of this, boys. Oh, did you? Sweet. Yeah, no, sweet. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I, I reckon it's them positioning themselves in Queensland. I wouldn't be surprised within 10 years the Warriors are based in Queensland. Playing, playing home, home games, games at Dolphin Oval. Um, 
Like the Dolphin Oval. God, it's just, the Dolphin's such a shit mascot. They're weak. You just punch a dolphin in the face, don't you? It's not the most... Um, so weak. It's not the most intimidating one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, how are we getting on? Yeah, not too bad. Um, so we've yeah, as I said, we've run a bit long, so we're ditching some of our usual uh, end of podcast segments. But I have a couple of plugs to do. So you know, if you've got if you need to um, clip your toenails or something, just you know, make yourself busy. Um, just wanted to give another shout out to um, about the Olsen Philip Painter book, uh, The Big O by Patrick Skeen. It's a fantastic read. Um, thoroughly enjoying it so go out and get it if you haven't already um, it's not just about the big man himself who has an amazing story to tell but also a fair bit of history about um, um, about New Zealand about uh, Pacific Island migration to New Zealand all that sort of thing it's, it's really fascinating and it's yeah it's more than just a run-of-the-mill um, sports bio it's one of the better ones I've read that's for sure um, cool. Now, last week, I don't know if you got the chance to play, Brad, but um, a couple of guys from Auckland that um, got in touch with this Warriors life and have, have made a, a um, interactive Warriors challenge game, um, little little uh, predictions and trivia game that you play on your phone. Um, and it's bloody good. Um, and, yeah, you can win some prizes. Uh, I think they gave away a $50 voucher for the Warriors Superstore last week to get some merch so yeah no it's good fun it's, it looks great it's easy to play and it's free so um you know don't book for a win-win yeah yeah exactly chancer is the name so of how, the, how do you find this what's the name uh, of the, well the, the the um the mob that's that's created the game is called chancer but they uh but it'll be promoted through you know, as far as last facebook page so if you're on there Stay tuned during the week and um yeah click through just have to enter your email and enter and you could uh, win some prizes. Email, height, bank account, ID number. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're just into it. You can yeah. win 50 bucks after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. If you could, um, yeah, just scan your passport and you're away. Yeah, sweet. No, um, I'll have a, I'll have a look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Um, and just wanted to, so obviously with everything that's happened, TAB took it on the chin big time over the last few months. And uh, so their support of TWL has understandably gone on hold for the time being. Um so TWL set up a Patreon page, uh, you know, to feel a bit stink putting the hand out, but just anyone that is keen to support uh, what we do with the website and um, not so much the podcast, you probably wouldn't want to, you know, be contributing money to this, but anyway. The, we'd, owe, we'd owe people money for yeah. this. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, just to help cover costs and that sort of thing. Um, and just want to say thanks to our first... Um, our first patron, Mike, um, I'm not going to say his full name in case he wants to um, remain anonymous, but I'm going to try and get him away cami on the podcast at some stage. Um, this is one of, he actually said, I think I enjoy your podcast more than the actual Warriors game. What a sad state of affairs. <laughs> It's not, it's not that hard to enjoy it, is it? Uh, yeah, so... I, oh, what, I see what he's saying there. Actually, hang on, hang on. I've only yeah, so I couldn't, said. It's, it's quite cryptic, as he's saying that he's... It's a little backhanded comment, Yeah, as he's saying the Warriors game is... Games are so bad that even a pathetic <clears> effort <throat> like our podcast is more enjoyable than that. Or is like, or is he... I don't mind the podcast. Um, it's better than the Warriors game. Yeah, 
That is. And then he puts in a donation, so that's even more yeah. cryptic. Mm. But no, so... Um, nah, get him on. We need to get him on. We yeah. need to work so out what's need, actually going on in this kid's need to, head. <laughs> need to ex- just uh, a debrief on what he meant by that. But um, no, uh, thanks very much, Mike. Uh, good to have you on board. And uh, yeah, the Patreon links are all over the website, so uh, go and have a look. But that's our show. I think it's the longest one of the year. Tales of Runa. See, all, of the, all, all along it was Tales of Runa that was blowing us out over the hour mark, Brad. <laughs> probably is. <laughs> but, probably, but it's yeah, well worth oh, it. Well. And at the end of the day, if, if people were, if it's too long for people, they'll just skip through. So it's only our time that we're wasting, really. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, thanks for joining me again, Brad, and enjoy Friday night, enjoy Saturday night at Forsyth Bar, and we'll reconvene next week. Thanks.